0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The happiest day of her life. The day of her wedding. The decorations were beautiful. Family and friends were present at a destination wedding spot. After the reception, the bride and groom head off for their honeymoon night when the bride is murdered. Still In her wedding dress. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. In the last hours, the drunk driver, Jamie Lee Komorowski, in court, in court, seeking bond after she mows down the bride and groom in their golf cart while drinking, according to police. How did we get to this, a bond hearing? First of all, take a listen to our friends at WCIV.
4: Sam Miller and her fiancé, Eric Hutchinson, had been together for three years. I've never seen the light in her eyes shine as bright as that day. April 28th, Samantha Miller and Eric Hutchinson vowed to spend the rest of their lives together. It was the best day of her life. A beach ceremony, dancing and drinks
5: to follow. announced a surprise dance for the most important person in Sam's life which was me and we danced to Bruno Mars Just Just the Way way You Are. are. That's our song.
4: The happy couple left the reception under a canopy of
5: sparklers. On their beginning of the golf cart ride she said I wish this night could go on forever.
0: The best night of her life. You were hearing the voice um, when you heard someone say it was the best day of her life. They announced a surprise dance for the most important person in Sam's life. You are hearing the voice of Sam, Samantha, Mother, Lisa Miller. And joining us right now is Lisa Miller, Mother of the Bride, Samantha Miller. Miss Miller, first of all, we are so sorry, deeply and profoundly sorry, for what you and your family and the groom are living through right now. It's really hard to put words to it. It's not just a passing. It's the end of a whole future. Together. Describe Miss Miller that night. The the reception, the dance you were describing, Bruno Mars. So
5: the night was incredible. She <laughs> Typical Sam, I don't know if you guys have seen the picture, but she got to the wedding and of course it's a beach venue, so there's nowhere um, for her to hide, you know, in her dress. So she literally, um, when I knew they were here, her dad brought her in his forerunner and she was laying in the back of the forerunner on her stomach with her legs up in the air, smiling so big, so happy, rewriting her vows because they were messy. (laughs) She didn't want him to be messy
0: So let me understand Sam was lying on her tummy In her wedding dress In the back of dad's forerunner With her feet up in the air To fit on the seat Rewriting her vows It was the funniest sight ever But that's Sam Like she
5: She doesn't care about You know She just Quirky maybe is the word I don't know A free spirit Yes A free spirit for sure And um Anyway, moving forward, the wedding started, um, their vows ended up being almost exactly alike, which is pretty cool. Um, and they did not write them together (laughs) and, um, then the energy, I mean, there was food and drinks and all that, but the, and the dance floor upstairs, she did her, her, um, father daughter dance. Uh, They did their first dance to John legend. I think it's called you move. I move. Sammy's never been a dancer. Her sister's a dancer. Like she used to dance like Elaine on uh Seinfeld. <laughs> And all of a sudden she was up there dancing with her husband to that John Legend song and she's swaying like to the music and just beautiful. It's a beautiful video.
3: <laughs>
5: um, sorry. Um but anyway, uh so she danced with her her Both her dads after that and um, then the DJ comes on and says, oh, surprise dance for the most important person in Sam's life. And that moment right there tells a lot about Sam. She loved like no other person. She knew that I might just feel a little bit weird not having a dance with my daughter, you know, even though it's not tradition, but we're not traditional people for sure. Um, and her and I just from the moment she was born her whole life. I mean, she's just my best friend. (laughs) And then
0: I keep thinking of these
5: interjections like.
0: (laughs) So that dance was for you. That dance was for me. The most important person in her life. Yeah.
5: And at the end, when he's saying you're amazing just the way you are and all that, we're just pointing at each other. When I see your face, you know, and because we both felt the same about each other, that was our our song, and it was a moment that I'm so thankful for. Um, and that just tells what who Sam is. I mean, and um, then after that, oh, it's time for uh, the DJ and dancing and the energy in that pavilion. And all these different groups of people, because there was people from Charlotte and there was people from Utah, where Eric came from, and people from Folly Beach. And, you know, so a lot of people didn't know. It wasn't like everybody knew everybody, but it was like everybody was one and everybody was
0: celebrating Sam. Sam. (sighs) Then what happened? Did they do the traditional? They cut the cake. They ate the cake. They danced the night away. Her sister made her cake for her.
5: Mm. And she didn't want, like, a wedding cake, wedding cake. She just wanted, so Eric loved pineapples, so that's another moment. They were doing the cake on their own. It was just for them. It wasn't for anybody else, so they just did that on their own.
0: You are hearing the voice of Sam's mom, Lisa Miller. How could something so wonderful go so wrong? Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online.
3: The Pelican Watch Pavilion is a public beachfront facility in Folly Beach. The 1,200-square-foot facility is a popular wedding spot. After their 5 p.m. wedding, Eric Hutchinson and Samantha Miller enjoy their reception. And about 9.45 p.m., the couple is ready to leave. The couple gets into the back seat of a fully-equipped golf cart being driven by the bride's brother-in-law and nephew. The vehicle has lights and is legal to drive on the road. The golf cart pulls out along East Ashley Avenue, a two-lane road that runs parallel to the ocean. The speed limit is just 25 miles an hour it should have taken them just minutes to travel the two blocks to their rental house.
0: Miss Miller, when your daughter left, they had a very short distance to go from the ceremony, from the reception. Yes. What happened? So they did their sparkler exit. What's the sparkler exit?
5: Where everybody lines up and lights sparklers and they go underneath. It was beautiful. She was the happiest I've ever seen her in her life. They got on the golf cart, they left. Uh, 10 minutes later, we went to our Airbnb, which was before theirs, so they were still traveling. Uh, I started hearing sirens. We were on the porch at the Airbnb, I started hearing sirens. And literally, I looked at my daughter and I said something happened to Sam. (laughs) I knew something happened to Sam. What do you mean you looked at your daughter? What do you mean? I just knew that that's what happened. Like, my intuition with her, like, we feel each other.
0: Your other. You looked at your other daughter and you said, something has happened to Sam. You knew. Something happened to Sam. I knew that the sirens meant that Sam, it was Sam.
5: <laughs> I knew it was something happened to Sam while they were on their way home. And just for them, the sirens, I just, like, I knew it. It's the weirdest thing ever. What did you do? Right after that happened, um, Eric's uh, sister-in-law came, drove by, and she said, have you heard? And I'm like, no, I haven't heard, but I just said I know something happened to Sam. And um, I'm sorry, before that, I called Sam and told her, apologized for calling her on her wedding night, but that she needed to call me back and let me know she was okay. And then the family member came by, and they said, get in the truck. And so me and my daughter got in the truck, and she took us to the scene, which was maybe a mile away, not even two blocks from where they were going to stay. And um, me and my daughter got out of the truck and just started running, hand in hand, towards the scene, and just screaming, "Sam, Sam, Sam!" Like it was out of a really bad movie. <laughs> anyway, my um, ex-husband, her dad, was there, and my son waiting at the scene and trying to figure out what was going on, and. We were told by somebody, I don't know who, that everybody had been taken to the hospital. And so my daughter and I went to the hospital. And because I guess we were told that because they didn't have ID that for now everybody was Jane Doe and they couldn't say anything or whether Sam was there or Eric or anything. So that was a really long wait. And then finally, um, Sam's dad called and... Um, told me that Samantha wasn't at the hospital, that he had just identified her by her tattoo and she was still at the scene. And that she had been killed. And like, the daughter gets plowed down by a drunk driver on her
0: wedding night in her wedding dress. I don't think anything can be any worse. No, I I don't know that anything can be any worse, worse, Miss Miller. So you get to the scene, you're told everybody was taken to the hospital. You go to the hospital and wait and wait and wait. Nobody can be identified yet. And then you get a call from your husband that says he's at the scene. And your daughter, Sam, is still at the scene.
5: Yeah, and that... I mean, he literally his words were she, "she's been killed." One of those phone calls I won't ever forget
0: either. Did you leave the hospital and go to the scene? I well, I was at the
5: hospital for a
0: while, just
5: outside, just crying and screaming. And I don't think we left the hospital till like three o'clock in the morning. And at that point, I did not go to the scene. He told me not to go to the scene. Um, I know that there was a person, there was some people on folly, four ladies that when the accident happened, um, they each took one of the people on the golf cart so that they wouldn't be alone suffering and sat with them. And the lady that sat with Sam was an RN and she said she was already gone. So silver lining, if there is any, she didn't suffer.
0: being our partner crime stories with nancy grace jamie lee komoroski shows up in court asking to be let out from behind bars on bond the judge brings down the hammer The judge, determining Komorowski, will remain behind bars awaiting trial as she faces charges of reckless vehicular homicide and three counts, DUI, driving under the influence. But don't worry. While she cried and moaned and carried on and snotted and driveled in court, she's demanding, petulant, and bossy behind bars. But how did we get to this? Joining us in addition to... Miss Miller, this is Samantha's mom, is Sydney Heiberger with the Queen City News in Charlotte. Sydney, thank you so much for being with us. Um, who plowed into a golf cart? Because, uh, uh, hold on, hold on, Sydney. Steven Eisenberg is with us, expert in golf and golf cart related accidents, and president and founder of Golf Concepts. Steven, Thanks for being with us. I don't think a golf cart can even go that fast, even if you floored
1: it. No, this type of, a, you're right, Nancy, this type of a vehicle, uh, a low-speed vehicle uh, is the term. And it, it would go at a maximum uh, 20 miles per hour.
0: So what I'm saying, Sydney Heiberger, and I'm going to circle back to Jason Jensen, who's a PI with Jensen Investigations, to try to figure out how you put this back together again. Sydney Heiberger with Queen City News How does someone plow in to a vehicle that cannot go over about 20 miles an hour? It's inching along. It's barely going. For obvious reasons, you don't want a golf cart speeding on a golf course where there are a lot of pedestrians so it's incapable of speeding this couldn't possibly have been samantha's fault
6: yeah nancy you're absolutely right and for that very reason because that there are so many golf cars and low speed vehicles on <clears throat> folly beach the speed limit on the roads throughout the island are 25 miles per hour So for this driver to be going 65 miles per hour in a 25 mile per hour zone, of course, and law enforcement on Folly Beach have said that this really was not Samantha's fault or anyone in that golf cart's fault, of course. They were allowed to be driving that low speed vehicle on these roads at night. They had their lights on. They were going, of course, under the speed limit because that golf cart could not go over the speed limit. And this driver was going unreasonably
0: fast in a 25 mile per hour zone I'm trying to figure out where everyone is seated take a listen to our cut to wcbd
6: the couple lived on james island on friday night friends and family from all over came to folly beach to watch miller and hutchinson exchange their vows jenkins says she's never seen her sister so excited the couple wed at five o'clock then celebrated into the night jenkins says the newlyweds left the venue around 9 45 to go back to their airbnb on a golf cart the the bride's brother-in-law and nephew were in the front, and the
0: couple in the back. So let me circle back to you, Sydney Heiberger, joining us, Queen City News. The bride was in the back, and brother and ne- brother-in-law and nephew were in the front, driving.
6: That's my understanding. Yes, and I understand that the groom was also in the back with Samantha.
0: Yes, Miss Miller, is that you? Yes, that's it. Yeah. T- tell me what you understand happened, Miss Miss Miller. The uh, Eric's brother-in-law uh, offered to drive them back to
5: the airbnb um that golf cart by the way was lent to sam by her uh, very nice boss and he let her use it for the departure of the wedding Um, and my understanding of what happens this person was intoxicated had had some kind of confrontation or belligerent behavior at the establishment where she was. And I'm not going to say anything about where it's not my business to say that and left intoxicated or on drugs or something. And just was, I guess she was angry would be my guess if she was being belligerent and just got in her car. And I, we don't know where in the world she was going because she lived on James Island as well. And This on Folly was going the opposite direction from her going home, if that's where she was going.
0: There was nothing really down that way except houses for her to go to. Take a listen to our cut 10 from WCIV.
4: According to Folly Beach Public Safety, 25-year-old Jamie Lee Komarowski hit the LSV. She's charged with three counts of felony DUI, resulting in great bodily harm or death, and one count of reckless homicide.
5: She literally ran into my daughter going 65 miles an hour because Sam and Eric were on the back of the golf cart. And so she basically just rammed my child. The groom's
4: mom, GoFundMe, says the hit forced the LSV to travel over 100 yards and roll several times. And I never thought it would happen to us and to my beautiful sister and her beautiful daughter and all the 150 people that were there and our cut nine sam and eric were two blocks away from their home when their low-speed vehicle was hit I got in our pajamas sitting on the balcony of, beside burts at our place where we're staying and started to hear the sirens and the sirens kept going they texted sam but got no response
5: and we just got out of the truck and just was running no shoes
4: screaming sam sam a real life nightmare caution tape. So many lights.
7: Yeah.
4: It was dark, but
7: there so many lights.
0: Sam. I want to go straight back to Sydney Heiberger with Queen City News. I'm just trying to figure out, Sydney, who is this person who slammed in to Sam moments after her wedding who is this person well nancy she's a 25 year old who has uh,
6: previous dui charges um at the scene she admitted to officers that she had had at least two drinks before getting in the car a beer and a tequila drink and when officers on the scene asked her
0: on a scale of one to ten how intoxicated are you she answered and eight. Joining me right now is Stacy D. Stewart, CEO of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, known as MAD. Stacy, thank you for being with us. In every HV habitual violator case or vehicular homicide DUI case I have ever investigated or prosecuted, which are many, if the perp admits to X amount then you can double that by at least two or three. So she said, I had a beer and a tequila translation. I had five beers and five tequilas or something along those lines. But what tells the tale is the BAC blood alcohol. Exactly. And and thank you, uh, Nancy. And, and first, let me just say, Miss Miller, we are so
7: deeply sorry for your loss. This is, you know, the issue of drunk and drug driving is a completely 100% preventable tragedy. It never had to happen. This never should have happened. And, you know, MAD is a part of having passed laws to make sure that the 0.08 blood alcohol concentration level is a part of, of, of our laws now. And unfortunately today, still too many people get behind the wheel and drive drunk. And it's unfortunate. And it leads to crashes. It leads to death and injury. Um, unfortunately, the way we've lost And it's it's so sad and heartbreaking.
0: I want to go to Dr. Tim Gallagher joining us, medical examiner for the state of Florida at pathcaremed.com, lecturer, University of Florida Medical School and Forensic Medicine, and the founder and host of the International Forensic Medicine Death. Investigation Conference. Dr. Gallagher, thank you for being with us. It's my understanding, and Miss Miller, correct me if I'm wrong, that when Samantha's golf cart was hit, it caused a rollover that went at least 100 yards. It's my belief and my hope that Samantha died instantly as Miss Miller suggested that a nurse told her. What
1: happened? So my understanding is this was a rollover accident. But before we talk about that, I just want to extend my sympathies to the Miller family. You know, for their loss of Samantha. This is just an awful, terrible story. I don't know how it could be worse, Nancy. Um, Thank you. What we have here is a a rollover type accident, and typically, what we find in rollover type accidents, especially when the occupants are not uh, belted in with with the uh, seat belt is that they are ejected from the vehicle. So uh, when you're ejected from the vehicle that's going about 65 miles per hour, the landing or the secondary impact is generally what is the fatal impact. And then typically what we find in these victims are skull fractures, are brain damage, are a severe internal organ damage to the point where uh, sometimes the heart is actually ripped uh, from the the body, the ribs are fractured, and there's a massive, massive internal bleeding. Uh, many of the times you also find the spinal cord has been severed, and uh, typically these patients or these decedents, these victims, uh die instantaneously. They have uh, no um, recollection, no um, feeling that they are died. It, it's just an instantaneous death.
0: So you're awake one moment and the next moment you're in heaven.
1: Absolutely. So there is no suffering in this type of a high impact, rollover type accident.
0: Sydney Heiberger, did you tell me that this woman, this drunk driver, who by the way refused a breathalyzer Although, when you refuse a breathalyzer, you're taken straight to get a blood vial drawn. So, refusing a breathalyzer doesn't help anybody uh, at all. Did you tell me, Sydney Heiberger, she had priors? Yes, Nancy, that is my understanding. She
6: has a prior, at least we've seen a prior mugshot for another DUI incident. Um, And you're absolutely right in that she did refuse a breathalyzer. And they did take vials of blood to send off to the South Carolina law enforcement division uh, to get her BAC. That was per a court order. And that those
0: results, as far as we know, have not been released yet. Joining me right now. In addition to Ms. Miller, Sam's mom is Jason Jensen, renowned private investigator joining us. Cold case expert, co-founder of the cold case coalition. Jason, thank you for being with us. According to reports, The driver, the defendant in this case, Jamie Lee Komoroski, was, quote, reeking of alcohol. Reeking of alcohol when she slammed into the bride and the groom in an unprotected golf cart. It's not like you hit a car where you've got a door protecting you and a top this is a golf cart. I mean, hold on, Steven Eisenberg. Do golf carts even have seat belts?
1: Uh, a low speed vehicle typically would have either the option, but to be street legal, it should have seat belts. Yes, Nancy.
0: So I think you're saying, in a nice way, it may or may not have had seat belts. Correct. Because I've never seen seat belts in a golf cart, or on a school bus which i also don't understand but i've never for, t- for today i've never seen them on a golf cart ever
1: well these these this this type of vehicle is not not really for a golf course it's, it's not technically a golf car by by definition a low speed vehicle is for use on roads or for use uh, in uh, gated communities but it isn't typically used on a golf course itself especially being a four-seater. So it really wouldn't be a golf car.
0: So you're saying it may have had a seatbelt. Correct. Back to you, Jason Jensen, private investigator. Jason, if she reeked of alcohol, the suspect, Jamie Lee Komoroski, there is no way she had one beer and one drink with tequila in it. If you are reeking, you've had a lot more than that.
3: I would agree with you, Nancy. I mean, typically what we see here is a pattern of evolution of where this type of offender you, you referred to her earlier as potentially a habitual offender. What we see here is the progression of a worsening violator where typically if it's your first DUI, you're pulled over, you're apologetic, you know, everyone would expect you to learn your lesson and not do it again. But here she's progressed to where now she's refusing breathalyzer she's not cooperating uh she's clearly left uh, at, in an agitated state well beyond her alcohol levels that are permissible by most states so you know she didn't learn anything from her prior offense but here she is now she's gone to the extreme of killing people in the process so it is a motor vehicle accident in the context that vehicles were involved but there's criminal elements because she was reckless.
0: I don't think it's an accident. I may be parsing words with you, Jason Jensen, but I call this a crash. Yeah, yeah. Because, and I guarantee you, Stacy D. Stewart's going to agree with me, CEO of Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving, because it's a decision to go to a bar and drink. Officers noted, and I quote, Komarowski was, quote, Un- very unsteady on her feet and almost fell down. They asked her to rate her level of impairment 1 to 10. She said an 8. The officer states, and I quote, I smelled an odor of alcohol coming from her breath and person.
3: Yes, Nancy. So
0: this woman was literally stinking drunk. Stacy Stewart, uh, for her to admit two drinks I means she's had a whole lot more. But she knows enough, Stacy. Not to take the breathalyzer. I mean, one night I was coming home from an investigation on an arson murder, and I stayed with the victim's friend, a piano teacher, till eleven thirty at night, and was just talking, looking at pictures, uh, talking about their friendship and about the victim. I was driving home. Now it's about a quarter of twelve. I got pulled over. The officer actually asked me to do a breathalyzer, and. I know better than to argue. I'm like, sure, I'll do a breathalyzer. You have to know better, or know why you should tell a cop who's giving you a directive to say no. I'm, I'm telling you, this ain't her first time at the rodeo, Stacy Stewart. Well, I, this is this is a crash that again could have been preventable. One of the
7: things that we're working on at Mad in South Carolina, in particular, because the past few years, Nancy, we have seen an extraordinary increase in drunk driving fatalities in the country and especially in south carolina you know the past two years we've seen double digit increases in in drunk driving fatalities in by 14 uh each year in 2020 and 2021 and it's been even more in south carolina the laws in south carolina have to be changed right now if you're um if you are uh found um that your uh bac level is Above 1.8 or even above 1.15, which is even higher than legally allowed. That's, that is the trigger for what we call ignition interlock, the kind of technology that would disable your car if you are, uh, if, if you are in- intoxicated. Right now, you can be below 1.5, still get in the car, drive, right. and your car will still go. And that is part of the laws that we need to change. We're working on it in South Carolina. It possibly could have prevented this from happening.
0: This occurred in Folly Beach, South Carolina, where I believe the legal limit is point zero eight. If that's wrong, somebody correct me. It is. 5-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus 2 free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Take charge of your indoor air with your own EasyBreathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, EasyBreathe, for being our partner. <music> Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A development in the case of a beautiful bride mowed down dead still in her wedding dress. Samantha Hutchinson and new husband Eric head off in the final stretch of a night now infamous for a horrible crash that claimed the bride's life. Her body taken from the scene again, still in her wedding dress. As we go to air today, never-before-seen footage shows the golf cart carrying the South Carolina Newlyweds from their incredible wedding reception, followed by drunk driver Jamie Lee Kamarowski 25 years old, and her speeding Camry ending in a horrific, crash that takes the life of the young bride. The surveillance footage clearly shows the golf cart carrying the newlyweds as they leave the wedding reception. The footage then shows 25-year-old Komoroski's car, her Camry, speeding down the road just moments before she crashes into the golf cart, killing the bride. How can she possibly say, I didn't do it? When the video is so clear, what happened that night? Sarah Ford, Legal Director, South Carolina Victims Assistance Network. Sarah, this is your neck of the woods. This is Folly Beach, South Carolina. Isn't the legal limit .08? Yes, no. That's correct, Nancy. Sarah Ford, um, we heard someone earlier state that this was an accident. That's total BS. This is no accident. This is a crash. And I frankly believe... And have advocated that cases just like this one should not be a vehicular homicide. This should be a murder. And I'll tell you why. Because it takes intent, Sarah. It takes intent for you to belly up to a bar and not have one, but two, and we believe, many more drinks. Then you get the key to your car. You walk to your car, get into your car, crank it up, knowing you've been drinking, put it in reverse, and start driving. She knew perfectly well that she was driving drunk. And, as you know, under the law, we are to infer that the defendant intends the natural consequence of their act. Those are not my words. That's the black and white letter of the law. The law presumes you intend the natural consequence of your act. When you are driving drunk to the point that you literally stink A booze. The natural consequence is a wreck. That means intent. You don't have to get in the car and say, oh, I intend to mow down Sam on the night of her wedding. No, that's not what intent is under the law. I believe this should be a flat out murder thoughts you see,
6: i think you're absolutely right you know there were choices that were made by this defendant and these choices had tragic consequences you know for, for for these people for these families it's absolutely horrific and and being a you know a south carolina resident going to folly beach just it is incomprehensible traveling 65 miles per hour on that road um you know it's it's absolutely
7: horrific absolutely tragic and i agree i I do believe that they should should increase the charges against um this suspect and and charge her with um
0: felony dui with death that's a a mandatory minimum of one year to 25 years that's a good way to approach it sarah that's a a very good that's a brilliant legal thought actually felony murder which means a death occurred during the commission of a felony um Miss Miller joining us, and Miss Miller, if, if I hear the facts again, I, I think that I will break down and cry right along with you, to Dr. Tim Gallagher, when this woman, Jamie Lee Komarowski, plowed into Sam and Eric, it pushed the golf cart 100 yards Roll over, roll over, roll over. What would have caused the brain injury on the young groom?
1: Well, that's a very good question. Typically what we see, and I'm looking at the picture of him laying in the hospital bed, and if you look at his eyes, you can see that his eyes, underneath his eyes, are, are black and blue, with something we would call raccoon eyes. Uh, typically what means is that the skull, the skull and the bones of the face have been fractured. And when the bones of the face and the are fractured, the shards of the bone the fr- of the fractured bone actually penetrate into the brain itself. And that's what causes a lot of the injury.
0: You know, I'm looking at a lot of the posts to Dr. Sherry Schwartz, forensic psychologist of Komoroski and in almost every post I see, She's holding alcohol. This is the woman who refused to take a field sobriety test after the fatal crash. Not accident, crash. Uh, Here she is standing on a deck outside drinking alcohol. Here she is. And this is what she's posting of herself. Um, Here she is dressed as Bud Lightyear in a pair of uh, hot pants. Here she is drinking. I mean, everyone is related to alcohol every one of these pictures explain that well here's what we know about drivers who drive well intoxicated uh,
2: two-thirds more than two-thirds tend to have alcoholism problems or drug abuse
0: problems they tend to have more than one dui let me add something dr Schwartz. you need to know this fact too uh she posted a photo of herself dressed as bud lightyear a play on the toy story character in tight shorts, crop top with Bud Light boxes wrapped around her legs and ankles, and the caption raised to infinity and be wronged. In other words, just drunk out of your mind.
2: Well, the other thing that we know is that these are individuals who are low in conscientiousness and high in antisocial characteristics, such that. They are unconcerned about consequences of their behavior. And hearing about that particular post, right, with Bud Lightyear, what this tells me is this is someone who has incorporated as part of her identity the humor in being having this relationship with with alcohol, an unhealthy, clearly unhealthy relationship. And as someone who has previously been in legal trouble with a DUI, she's savvy enough to say, I'm not going to blow into a breathalyzer, um, which tells me that she had consciousness of mind to know that she shouldn't be driving.
6: And this is Sydney Heiberger, again, with Queen City News. Let me jump in here. I, um, I just was going through her record, and I do see... Uh, at least three different speeding violations previously or two different speeding violations and one uh, failure to use a turn or stop signal. She pled guilty to all of those, but I do not see a prior DUI. Uh, I think it was
5: because she was underage. It was 2018.
0: Yes, who is speaking right now? Is that Miss Miller? Yes. Miss Miller, on her adult record, we see a lot of speeding and uh, other traffic violations. But there seems to be evidence that there may be a prior DUI when she was a minor. Yes. We saw another mugshot.
5: I, I'm a drug and alcohol counselor, so it's
0: kind of crazy. But,
5: um, like... I think that what we have here is a young lady that has been bailed out because she, her family has money and is not been held accountable for any of her poor choices that she's made. And, and when you continue to bail somebody out, they're never going to learn. And she has not suffered any consequences. So she continues the same behavior. And unfortunately, it happens a lot, and a lot of my patients that I deal with, they've been enabled, um, and their parents take care of everything and fix it and trying to protect them, but they're not really protecting them because now my daughter's dead.
0: Thinking only of herself as usual, Jamie Lee Kamaroski appears before a judge demanding she be let out on bond. Well, the judge put the kibosh on that. Kamaroski still behind bars. This is a story that pains so many to hear. Again, it's not a story. It's the truth. This really happened. These are real people undergoing intense suffering after this beautiful bride, Sam, Samantha Hutchinson, is mowed down dead in her wedding dress. The pain that this allegedly drunk driver, Jamie Lee Komoroski, has caused. In the last hours, a judge denying Kamarowski bail. A night that was so beautiful, so splendid, so happy, turned to pure devastation. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. for being our
7: partner.